The irresponsible despot rays spray bottles, pray potholes away, so the Rasta desperados will say. Today, Friday, April 10th, 2020. Anti-current events, or, this is the problem with everything, episode 124. I am Holiday Rob. Loki sap foot in your ear holes. And today we're doing Five Finger Discourse because we are not not i repeat not going to talk about whatever is going on currently yeah i heard something about i don't know some shit went viral or something anyway uh, <laughs> america's gone viral many many months ago when we brought the podcast back last summer yeah uh, we came up with the idea one time to do a thing called five finger discourse where we each show up with just our own personal top five something and it was just to give us something to talk about for an episode. And then we're like, we're going to do that again, like every so often. And then we just never did until now. Until now. Until we had to finally just stop talking about the same shit that everybody's talking yeah, about. That it's, it's a real downer. You but, know? Well, and by the time it comes out, like, I'm sorry, most of the information is pointless. Right. Shit like, changes every day. Every day. And also... You, you might not know this, but I'm not a fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You're not? All I can do is repeat some shit I heard, which at best you're getting watered down information. And in reality, you're probably getting misinformation. Filt- so, filtered poorly through, right. through a drug-addled mind. Right. It's, <laughs> it's not worth it. This you, you don't tune into this to hear about what to do about... You know, during during times of distress and yeah. uh, and heavy duress, we're now, here to distract you. Yeah, and here to have fun. And 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 we already did two episodes. Those will be those will go to the vault. So when this is a historical artifact someday, they'll be like, oh, they did two episodes on it. Very good. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I, where this came from for me personally is, I finally got out of the house. I got to do some things like work on some do some work. Yeah. And uh, so I got to interact with other people outside of you know, the one or two that I only continually interact with. And, uh, you know, one of my coworkers was just like, dude, I can't listen to any podcasts. It's all about the same thing right now. He's like, they're not even talking about anything else. And I'm like, okay, noted. I'm going to talk about something else this week. We're going to talk about fun things, things we like. Yeah. Mine is memory lane. Yours is also nostalgia based, but still something that can be, uh, you can currently do. I mean, somebody out there either may get their interest peaked at your, what we talk about later on, or some kid who's never experienced any of that shit, you know? Right. So you know, let's, 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 uh, let the cat out of the bag. What's your top five? Uh, so my top five was, uh, <laughs> my narcissistic top five shows that I've performed. Yeah. And but, mine was top five NES games. Yeah. So that's what you'll hear in this episode. First segment is Rob's top five. Second half is my top five. This is a long one. We went long. We went figured long. it's the quarantines. You got to have some content to get you through. Quality quarantine. The longer, the better, you know? Spend it with those you love. Yeah. Or away from them, whatever. Um, In, uh, during the quarantines, size matters when it comes to podcasts. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And we got some girth for you today. Uh, if you want to see any of my angry tweets or any of my other social media, it's all different. I try and diversify my portfolios, but it's at holiday Rob, um, two B's on Instagram and SoundCloud one B for all the rest of them. Yeah. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Sapfoot, and, uh, you can see me talking shit and, uh, painting pictures. We're not going to waste any of your time. I uh, this week I uh, because we're kind of running late, and also because we've been playing a lot of the same tunes, not just the same tunes 
by the by tune nature but just because we have a limited catalog of music i went ahead and just put out the call i was like hey anybody want to be featured on our podcast everybody wants to everybody's hungry right now i never got more responses than i got during this time period um and so we're gonna play um other people's music as much as we can you did we did finish off with an irs glitch track or we will we will finish off with an irs to play us out just showing the sausage making there um but to 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 kick this off i you know um dust city opera threw a track our way super stoked about it i um have performed with them with quietly kept and uh so i went to high school with that motherfucker (laughs) and uh so is there anything else you want to say anything you want to preface this adventure with uh no all right, well, fuck enjoy. it. Let's, enjoy the Dust City Opera let's and get enjoy in. the Five Finger Discourse. Let's get into it. This is a song called An Okay Way to Go by Dust City Opera. We'll catch you on the other side. Word.
um, this means, of course, that the father onion has to put in more time at the shipyard, extra shifts, you know what it's like. Mother onion, much encumbered with other work around the place, and that, and baby onion isn't as well, well supervised as he might be, and uh, this baby onion as well, the door being left open, one that rolls out across the sidewalk. So I figured we'd just get into the meat and potatoes of all this. Yeah, give me the meat. Give me that juicy shack meat. So so instead of talking about current events like everybody is all the time, constantly, we're going to take you back. We're going to do a five-finger discount. Five-finger discourse. Five-finger discourse. It's a pun, see? That's like, right. You know, discourse, talking. Five fingers because it's a top five. It might not be the, the best pun. And, you know, we, yeah. we tried. We I did, couldn't even remember. We did one of these once before. Um, I did top five cultural appropriators. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you do? Top five movies or just something. Just general movies? Just or? general movies. I think just like my favorite movies or something. Nice. It was pretty. It was pretty slapped together. Slapdash. Well, did you prepare better today? Not even a little bit, oh, but bummer. that's okay. No, I have... I. I <clears throat> I did a good one. Uh, do you want to introduce yours first, and then we'll just no, go back uh, back and forth at each number? Or? Oh, is that what, I think we... Is that what we're doing? We can do a back and forth? I feel like that's confusing. We don't uh, have to do it that way. Let's uh, let's introduce them both now. Okay. Right? little teaser, because mine is going to be the shit. So we'll do it at the end. It'll <laughs> keep people hanging around. If you mine's, think yours isn't that great. Mine's not that great. It's Yours is going to be better than you think. I have faith in you. But, uh, so we'll introduce them now, then we'll do yours, then we'll take a break, we'll play a song, then we'll come back and we'll do mine. Okay. How about that? Sounds great. How about that? Sounds great. How about that? How about that, Cherie? But, uh, okay. So mine, wait, do you want to say yours first or we're just going to say them together? Say, yeah. say yours, Top. I'll say mine, and then we'll do yours. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. We rehearse this, I promise. Uh, <laughs> top five shows I've performed in. Nice. And, and that just sounds like totally self-serving, but they're really about stories and places and things like that. And, uh, and only one of them takes place in Albuquerque, which I think is kind of crazy because I've played more shows in Albuquerque than anywhere else. And plus I know there have been oh. shows that were just epic. Actually two of them 
take place in Albuquerque. It makes sense though, because if it's your personal list, you're going to be more excited about traveling. Yeah, it's it's more of a novelty. Well, and there's just things that we've done, you know, or things that <laughs> places we've played. The things in. we've done. The things we've done. The, I cannot get my hands clean. The things I've seen. I'll never be clean. Unclean. Unclean. So I did uh, top five NES games. Yes. As, as fans of the show may have noted, uh, a couple weeks ago I downloaded every NES game ever and do an emulator son of a gun um so it occurred to me i was gonna do like top five video games and i was like that's fucking impossible let's let's keep it (laughs) nes yeah and that way down the line i can do snes you know keep it focused i can do it by console that's awesome that's fun so so nes games nes games i'm loving this all right so let's do yours first okay Uh, i have do have to say these are kind of in no particular order but I will say um, number five. I'm going to go backwards. Number five to number one. Yeah, that's how countdowns work. That's how they work. Some people go for just number one and they're like, fuck it. That's, that's anticlimactic. <clears throat> the, meaning no climax. Right. Um, it's actually, okay. I mean, there's a climax, but there's no buildup. Right? No buildup. Just all payoff. And that's, that's no good. That is terrible. Just terrible. You gotta um, practice, you know. You gotta <laughs> gotta put in the time, buddy. Put in a little work. Yeah, you gotta do your kegels. You gotta. You got damn right. Um, so honorable mentions before we get satisfy. before we get this list started. Uh, there was let's see. Honorable mentions include 2011 when we played at the at the Warp Tour. Because getting to say, like, I played Warp Tour is pretty much the coolest That's thing That's an ever. honorable mention? That didn't even make the top five? That didn't even make the top Holy five. Holy shit. There your just life wasn't, is amazing. <laughs> well, there just wasn't anything else too much. So outside of it was 103 degree weather. Yeah. We had about... It wasn't actually that fun. The show... Playing the show itself was sort of miserable. Yeah. I was strapped up with my girdle <laughs> thing to hold my hernia oh in. Oh my God, that's right. Drinking tour water. Dude, it was so <laughs> hot. I just remember I almost passed out in the third song. Oh, we play at like one? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. yeah, it was so early and there was not really... I mean... You can see the crowd in the video I have, and it's super pathetic. Like, oh, no. Don't show anyone that. <laughs> Tell people it was packed. <laughs> Tell people they were coming over from the main stages because they heard the buzz about us around. <laughs> you know? We did get to meet um, New Year's Day. Uh, they were really sweet. The bots, which I haven't heard of in a, heard from in a while. No, I heard about them it was a few weeks ago. It was a remix of them and some other song. And I meant to text you or send it to you. Damn, and I didn't. That'd be so, awesome. Yeah, but they were really cool. Um, the bots. It was two brothers. Right? Yeah, yeah, from LA. Little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were just like they a were drummer awesome. and a guitar Guitarist. singer. Yeah. yeah, they were great. Yeah, but they were really cool. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of it. It was a really cool experience. Really cool to have that on your resume. Really cool to just have been a part of that no matter like how small it was or how you know anticlimactic it might have seemed everybody got heat stroke so that was cool <laughs> yeah, definitely I, uh, heat sick. i'm not gonna lie i've had i've had my moments of uh you know i played warped tour oh like, yeah oh yeah <laughs> i don't know you know sometimes you gotta they they think the bartender's cool when they hear that <laughs> <laughs> right 
Um, and then the other honorable mention was Old Bert's Tiki Lounge. It was a. Uh, oh, I guess I don't have the poster up. Shit. Uh, That's all right. They can't see that you don't have it up. Let's pretend you have it up. Well, anyway, the poster over there. Well, you would have seen it. It would have helped your visual cue. But it was uh, Rock Outside the Box. It was a local compilation. It was holiday sale, probably 2004, I want to say. 2005, maybe. 2004, I'm pretty sure. And I think that was the same show where we dropped some mushrooms in my beer. And it was really hard to play. I don't know how. Smashing Pumpkins used to take mushrooms like every show. I can't. It was, it was difficult. I can't function, especially like, I can't keep rhythm. uh, Yeah. Rhythm doesn't exist. I mean, I've tried to play video games on mushrooms and that shit's fucking impossible because there's no, (laughs) I remember trying to play, I think it was like Mario Kart back in the day. Yeah. There's no sense of competition, like to beat someone. I don't, that's going to make someone feel bad. It's going to stress all of us out, man. Like, and then there's, there, and then I have a couple more quick honorable mentions. Um, playing at a, oh man, what a Coppola winery. That was fucking cool. Just as in Francis Ford Coppola. As in Francis Ford Coppola winery uh, in California, and we met a guy there. And there was not like really any kind of crowd, but it was just a chance again to be in a venue like that, to play a place like that, it was really cool. And then the other one that was with quietly kept quietly kept. And then the other one. Oh, sorry. There's two more. There was one at the Lexington. And the reason the Lexington was interesting, that's LA, um, like third or fourth street near downtown. Uh, because we were there with three other bands that we had no business playing with. They were so good. They were super <laughs> polished. One of the guys was a managing one of the bands. He was a, he was a film producer and TV show producer. So, I mean, it was very LA, but the bands were spot on. One of them got signed to like a Swedish record label and I don't know, toured and Swedish. did festivals and shit. And like, it was, it was super wild just to be, you know, in the same room with that. Like, you play shows sometimes with really talented people and you're kind of like, yeah. I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> but see, thanks. <laughs> see, that was always us. That's all the other bands were like, damn, look at that guy. I can't do that. Shit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then the last thing I think I'd probably mention, because there was a lot of good... And these are all just your honorable mentions. We're not even into the... Yeah, we're not even into it. So then, Your life is amazing. So. <laughs> I've, t- I've tried to do something with it. Um, the other one was in Seattle, and it wasn't like an actual show. We just happened to be going to Seattle to play a show, and we must have been playing like way later at night or something, because we showed up. Or maybe we didn't have a show or so. I don't know what the f- happened. So we got there. They were having the Folk Life Festival, which they have downtown. Folk Life? They like close it down. And um, and so mostly it's like different stages. But if you're also like a busker or whatever, you can just come and play. And so we found a place by the food tents and started playing. I mean, we're just two people with a drum and a guitar, you know? How loud can we be? Well, we were too loud. They kept moving us around. It started raining, but it was just so cool. It was just so cool to be there and just people were hearing you. There were the, you know, huge crowds everywhere. And so for the short time we got to play and the time and not even that, it all just happened to work out. Like literally where there was an entrance, there was a open spot for parking and we just happened into it. Providence. Yeah. For, for real. Like we didn't even have to, didn't have to drag our stuff 
like hardly anywhere. We've drug our nice. stuff further for less shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been trying to appreciate those moments more because I've had in my life a lot of moments where God fuck it, will one fucking goddamn fucking thing work, mother fuck. <laughs> but then I think about when something just works. Yeah, I'm like oh. It worked. it worked. Next time I complain that something's not working, I'm going to remember this moment. And maybe I'll feel better. I have to bring it back. Yeah. It's kind of like in The Giver when it's like snowing and shit and there he's like freezing to death and he remembers the thoughts of warmth of the heat to keep himself warm. To keep him warm. It's kind of like that. Thinking about a fire sitting in the sun. I think about that a lot too. Swimming like when it's hot water. as fuck and I'm super hot. I'm like, okay, remember this when it's cold and try to like feel it. It doesn't really work. <laughs> it doesn't. I've tried that with the cold thoughts too, because it yeah, was same one time. Vicey, vicey. Yeah. One time during construction, I was having to hold something still or keep it from moving, and it was windy and it was cold and it was miserable. And I had some fucking McDonald's cheeseburgers waiting for me in the car, so I was just like, "Okay, twenty minutes of this. It feels like an hour." <laughs> just taste the burger. <laughs> yeah, and then I got in there and I had the burger. But I always remember that moment because I remember feeling I was like in a hoodie. I didn't even have like a proper jacket of any kind on, and so like it's that kind of cold. It chills you to the bones. I know that's like a, a, a cliche, but like literally it, you just felt cold to your core. Cuts right through you. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have moved on to top five shows that Rob has performed in. Coming in at number five, Launchpad pop music night cover night from, I think 2007, maybe 2008. I have a poster somewhere of it, but I'll have to break it out sometime. Where are all your posters, man? I don't have enough frames. Frames are expensive. I have a clerk's poster that hasn't even gone up yet because I, I, well, from one, I couldn't find it too. And so I put another poster in the frame I got for it. Get it together, man. Get your shit together. Garbage. What kind of garbage is this? (laughs) Uh, So that was 2007. That was with holiday sale. Um, What was really cool is whoever made the flyer, I don't know. They, I don't know how they put the thing together, but we were at the very top of the list. Oh uh, yeah! And so it looked like top we were head, headlining, and people were like, "Who the fuck is Holiday Sale?" <laughs> we're just like, "Fuck you!" We've been playing in this town for like the last three years. What do you think? Who? What do you mean? Who are we? Um, but we never scored anything. Like we never played like any of the downtown festival stuffs or any kind of festival things. Like we just never made the cut. There were a lot of bands one time in this fucking town, you know? We yeah. did we did Fall Brawl because we couldn't do Fall Crawl, which you you guys joined in, the business did. Yeah, we played uh, Fall Brawl and Fall Crawl. Yeah. Like we played the Fall Brawl show with you and then we immediately went and played our show at Rally Rallies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's really awesome, but like what so what happened was we got no, on it wasn't rallies it was the district it doesn't matter but it was the district. oh yeah 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 <laughs> at the yeah. time it was the d- district right no those are two different places rallies was the one on fourth mm-hmm. um the district was like slightly further down on fourth okay I think. okay i can't envision it but i know what you're talking it about. had an outdoor the district was like nicer rallies. Didn't know what the fuck it was trying to be. No. It, was, it was like trying to be like a sports motor bar. sports themed sports bar, but they didn't even have TVs and they had a stage and <laughs> yeah, I did. They did like some kind of festival thing there and I did artwork for them. I and, vaguely remember that. I and think. the dude wouldn't pay me. He's like, Oh, I thought you were doing it for free. I'm like, what the fuck would I do it for free? 
fuck you. I was going to pay him promotion dollars. Right. Promotion, promotion. bucks. <laughs> oh, thanks for the promotion. Yeah. I'll let all my friends and family know. I'll let my grandma know. The exposure. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> exposure bucks. That's what it's called. Because really what's happening here is the opposite. You don't have any exposure without the art that I made to draw attention to your event, fucker. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> he paid me eventually. I threatened him with lawyers and he caved. I so, have lawyers. So what was really fun is I had been longtime friends since like 2001, 2002 with um, Feels Like Sunday. Maybe 2000 shit. I don't... I feel like it was before 9-11, but I could be totally wrong. Maybe it was after. But um, so I've been friends with them. They were like a staple here. They were from like 2000 to 2008 is the span of that band. And um, they just played a lot of shows. I have tons of footage because I was shooting a lot of stuff for them. And it was kind of the first time that we got to share, Holiday Sale got to share the stage with them. You know, that it was finally a big enough show that we could jump on with them. And uh, it was really fun. We played a Stevie Wonder song because, like, my idea of pop music, like, obviously at that is time. This, sorry, is this still the first show? This is still number five. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just, yeah, that's okay. Launch, Launchpad pop music cover night. Please continue. Um, 2007, I think. Uh, but everybody kind of took pop music. Everybody was still stuck on the 80s. You know, they were having 80s nights at the clubs and stuff. And it just was a big deal to me. Now the they have music. 90s night. I know. I know. Um, so we, uh, but I kind of, I was more loose with my idea of pop music. We did wild world by cat Stevens. That's a pop song. People know it. It's pop yeah. just cause it's not super poppy today and not by pop standards today, which is pretty garbagey. But, and then we did a Stevie wonder song, which that one was kind of up for debate. I don't know that anybody actually knew. Um, it's the one that uh, they play at the end of um, High Fidelity. I'm trying to think of how it goes. It's like a, I don't, I know. don't know. It's about when I when I fall in love, it'll be forever. Like I don't. I'm pop, totally not singing it right. Pop is weird because it's a genre, but also like it also fluid. just means popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like fluid, but like country music is country music. Yeah. Right? But if you're Garth Brooks, it's also pop just because it's well known. Right. Well, there's an idea of pop crossover, right? Like Taylor Swift is the pop crossover of the recent. But then she also dips into pop the genre. Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's become more pop uh, style than it yes. is country style. Right. Yeah, it's like both things at once. It is. It's multiple things at once. Um. So that's why it was significant, or how it happened, how we got on the show. Uh, what was really the standout why it's number five is because that night i made rachel dratch laugh um from the from the from the stage she was in the crowd and i didn't realize she there so and then later on i met billy zane because they were shooting a film like just up the street it was called something in dancing or dancing and whatever i I I watched it recently and i was like oh this was kind of good they were great in it like they were fantastic in it but the overall vibe of the film was kind of I don't know, very indie, low budget, just not as um, well-prepared. It was an okay story. It was cool. It was about dancing. It was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so she was in the movie, and I remember in the crowd, so, so there was this moment, I stole this joke from another band called The Smugglers, but they were like, if if we ever come to blows, you blow me first, is basically the line. Yeah. And uh, it's a great line. And um, so we were up there, and 
Nate, who had hooked us up with the show, he was like, you can do one more song, one more song. And I was like, really? Awesome, man. Cool. I'm glad we're friends. But if we ever come to blows, you blow me first. And, uh, <laughs> and I just remember seeing this woman in the front row and I was just like, that looks like Rachel Dratch from SNL. She was on SNL at the time. Yeah. And I was like, that super looks like her. And when I said that line, like she laughed and like people in the front row yes. laughed. And I was just like, when I figured it out later on, like many years later, cause I didn't figure it out that night. I was like, Oh, I made an SNL laugh, man. That's yes. cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then also I used the Bart Simpson line on, um, on Billy Zane when I met him. Cause we were at the bar there at the launch pad and he came up and like, he's cool. He's cool as fuck. But like, I, I made him feel weird. I was like, huh? I was like, you're more striking than handsome. <laughs> what does that mean? It was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Thanks. I, I don't guess. know. It's, I don't just know. A, it's a Bart Simpson line. Striking. That's like, <laughs> that could mean like horrific. I mean, like, <laughs> your, your scarred face, your malformed appearance. Especially if you're differentiating it from handsome, right? Like, right. Although that's not to say he's not handsome. He's yeah, just he's more striking. Totally a handsome man. So yeah, that was the, that was kind of the, the reason why that one kind of beat out other things. Famous people, but it wasn't just famous people. It was the chance to like all the, all the things just came together. Being, being top billed and recognized playing with one of my, a band that I was a fan of. And then just being on this huge bill with a bunch of other bands too for a whole night of playing really cool music and really fun covers. And uh, you guys played uh, Unchained Melody that evening. We yeah. did. We did uh, Unchained Melody and Leaving on a Jet Plane. Um, and I thought there was one more, but oh, and then the Stevie Wonder and then Wild World. But um, was it a short set or did you mix originals in with it? No, that was it was, it was a short set. Yeah, you. you we, we. I think we were one of the few bands that actually got four. That was like four songs. Like when we played, uh, was it Thursday? Thursday night like girl, girl fight. fight. Yeah, and we it was the All theme f- that night was male fronted bands covering songs by women. Yes, female fronted bands, and yeah, yeah, and it was the female same. We songs. played four or five, four, I think. I think just four. It was we played Blondie. Blondie, which that song is insufferable to play. <laughs> it's just so repetitive. Yeah. The bass line is hard and goes for like six minutes straight. With I remember no his hand was just like dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the lyrics are stupid and they just keep going. Get in a car, you drive real far. Oh. And it also annoys me because my dad would always be like, you know, Blondie invented rap. And I'd be like, first of all, Blondie's not a person. And second of all, that didn't happen, dad. We did D-Light. Groove is in the heart. Yeah. I always, and I would always try to get you to play it. And you're like, I don't want to. It's hard to sing. It was really hard to sing. I don't. I can't even hit those notes anymore. I could barely hit those notes then. Just do it like an octave lower and like make it louder. Yeah. It, it, it just uh, it doesn't have that. It doesn't have the same feel. Yeah. It, it, it just. And you know we, what you're doing. Then we did the Fugees. <laughs> we did the Fugees. Um, which we put on our album, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that album got nowhere, no traction because, because of that. we couldn't. Yeah. We didn't get the releases or whatever. Right. There's two releases, Performance and Mechanical, and we didn't get either one. 
Because <laughs> we couldn't get the rights because there was a dispute over a sample in the original. I don't even think they've cleared that shit up yet. I don't I think, think that's so. still everything that money that they've made still goes to an escrow account that just like yeah. is continually just, just like someday yeah. we'll figure out who gets this money. Somebody will die and then we'll get all the money. It's like a tontine. It's like a packed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> death pack. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't remember. I don't remember the other two songs. I do not remember what they were. Those are the only three um, I remember. We did push it. Salt and oh, pepper. that's right. Yeah, I think that was it. That's four. Right? Yeah, that sounds about right. That yeah. was awesome. And that, that one, fucking one was great. Well, that we didn't really cover it. We just, uh, I just did different lyrics, and we did the beat. Because <laughs> like, I remember looking at the lyrics, I was like, I'm not saying any of that shit on the stage. There's no way. It's all stupid and about fucking, and I don't want to say it. Um, not that it's stupid. It felt stupid for me in my mouth. You know, it's, when they do it, it's great. You know what's beautiful is like there's a band I love called The Regrets, and um, when they play, they'll kind of th- they've thrown that into a song, that riff and everything. Yeah. Like they don't sing the lyrics, but they just throw the riff in there, and it's it's really cool just to see how that has like continued on. And there's just some riffs that are really good. They're really noticeable and they're really good. And I don't know, you know, they don't die. I assume that that sample is from an earlier song, like a soul song or some shit, right? Maybe. Everything is. I was watching uh, Better Call Saul this week, and I was like, damn, that sounds... This sounds like uh, the bass from uh, Real Slim Shady. Or no, not Real Slim Shady. What was his first song? His first Um, hit, My Name Is. My Name Is. Like it sounds just like it, and then like the song actually started, and it was whatever song that they took the beat from, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know that they lifted that so blatantly from an old song until the other night. Anyway, what's your number four? Best Sorry, show I'm ever? always looking for a date on this one. Oh shh, I was oh, off. Shan. I was off by a year. Okay, wow, October seventeenth, two thousand and nine. Bat Wings for Lab Rats opening up for Cottonmouth Kings at the convention center in Albuquerque. This is one of my Albuquerque ones. This comes in at number four, 2009 convention center, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, Maybe you can, it was a, it wasn't like a pay to play, but we did have (laughs) to sell tickets. Well, well, I paid out the ass for us. I paid like all my savings just for us to play that show. (laughs) And you know what? I don't regret it. Yeah. It was shady as fuck. They were like, well, you sell the tickets and then you make, you make money. If you sell all the tickets, like yeah, we gotta sell all the tickets. We sold like eight tickets, like <laughs> it paid like three grand. I don't know, it wasn't that much, but so yeah, two thousand and nine convention center, Albuquerque, um, playing this huge show. I mean, we had just barely started out. We barely had a set that we pulled together, but we did practice the fuck out of it. I remember yeah. that. It was we like got t- a new bass player for that show. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Sorry, we stole your logo too. <laughs> Get to our <laughs> Worst people ever. If it makes you feel any better, if you ever hear this, or if anyone that knows Zach Rutledge ever hears this, your logo is fucking awesome. You're a super talented, amazing dude. I fully planned to someday send you a check when we made it big. I was totally (laughs) going to do that shit. Instead of implode. (laughs) And you know what? If it ever happens someday, maybe I will. Yeah, you know, you never know. I could go go, uh, viral on TikTok. You never know. You never know. You know what you do know? You're going to die someday. That's it. Valor Muggles. No, um, uh, yeah, I put that one j- again just because. Well, yeah, there, there it you is. go. There's the phone. Got moment. it in early. Um, mostly because I had never, I had never, and really haven't ever played to such a huge crowd. 
That was like easily one of the biggest crowds I've ever played to. Probably maybe the biggest that I can think of, honestly. Yeah. That so that was what was it? Rock and Ink was yeah. what it was called. Yeah. And it was so it was like a big it was a tattoo it was at the convention center. Conve- so yeah, in so one of the rooms convention. it was just like the concert room. Mm-hmm. So like all afternoon there were bands playing, but then like in the rooms next door to it there were tattoo like aisles and aisles of labyrinthian tattoo. If any of us had money back then we probably would have gotten some ink. Well, I spent all my money getting us to play the show cuz I was stupid. And but, I feel like I was unemployed at the time. <laughs> you know, I got to watch Cottonmouth Kings from back stage you know at fuck it it was worth it i it was regret awesome. i regret nothing it was awesome hanging out with cottonmouth kings as an equal, equal? yeah not awesome. just a fan <laughs> yeah yeah who doesn't love and that? they like respected me as an equal you know it was like it wasn't weird like, right you know, just some, some fanboy it's amazing you're actually working on some shit doing yeah. your own thing uh yeah i don't I, I mean i honestly don't remember a whole whole lot of that show i remember i had fun i remember it was exciting i remember you you know you go up there and you're thinking like okay we got about 20 minutes maybe 25 at most i think it was just 20 and it just goes way too fast like it's just over before like yeah. you're in a blink of an eye and you're so excited and you want to play a good show and you feel like you're fucking up every set five seconds but I think we did pretty well. I think we did all right. And I think it was just tough because you don't get a good sound check. You're just trying to, they're just cycling musicians through so quickly. Right. You don't get a decent. And it was backline, right? Probably. Yeah. Which is always a, which is always a joke, but it's funny that that's not like when I've picked this list, it was like everything amazing around it. It wasn't necessarily that the show was that great or I'd give the best performance. It was just that, Everything that's because that's I mean a show is like we're gonna get philosophical here. The show is just a couple of moments, and they all are the same to some degree. Like you're not you're going out there and you're trying to give a product that is noticeable and recognizable and not too different because it's the first time these people are going to hear it, you know, or right. whatever, you know, live and things like that needs to be the authentic product. Yeah. You need to get as close to the fucking record as you can so they can sing along to it and really get into it because that's what they've been listening to. They haven't been listening to your drunken stoned ass in your practice space. <laughs> to be fair, I was drunken stoned when we recorded that shit. Too. Oh man. Pretty so. much all of it all the time. I mean, I got re- I, I got really good at playing guitar and singing while completely out of my mind. <laughs> it's a fine line because I, I got to have something to get me there. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, you need a little it's sauce. It's like trying to have sex sober. There's like a... <laughs> There's a uh, Norm Macdonald joke about that. He's like, you ever have try to have sex when you're not drunk? Well, ma'am, I guess I'll take my trousers off now. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so that's kind <clears> of <throat> it's it's a real small small moment. It 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 it's usually filled with stress. It's really hard to be in the moment until you can kind of stop. I mean, I think the only thing that was kind of comparable to any of that was our CD release. We had a huge crowd. I mean, it was in a smaller, much smaller venue. Yeah, but, lunch pad. But I mean, we had like stage antics and there was like, we had back green room things going on and it just felt, again. Popping bottles and shit. Yeah, giving somebody giving you drugs, they were getting off stage and things like that. So All yeah. the bells and whistles of rock stardom. Yeah, all the, all the cliches. With none of the actual success. Well, just none of the money. <laughs> well, <right. laughs> I was a success in my brain. <laughs> Every, yeah, it was successful in every other aspect. People singing along and moshing and dancing and... <laughs> 
So that was, I don't know. That was great. But coming in at number three, three number three, three. three. this actually uh, was 2004. I want to say, because that's what I kept telling people 2004, Austin, Texas at a place called trophies on, I don't know if it was Congress, but it's the same street that, um, home slice pizza is on. So home slice pizza, you'll see it in, a in, a uh, death proof. They, they pass by it in death proof. I don't know nothing about Austin. Um, but we didn't get on an official South by Southwest thing. We got on this other, uh, non-official show South by South by Southwest West. I don't even remember what it was called. And I don't remember what the group is. I have like a, I still have my tag from it or whatever, my lanyard. Um, and it was kind of, it sucked cause it was five of us in basically what I drive now. Is five, this holiday sale? This was holiday sale. Or maybe it was just four of us. I think it was five of us though. No, it was just four of us. I don't know if you said it. That last one was bat wings for lab rats. That obviously. was bat wings for lab rats. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, anyway. Yeah, but this was holiday sale, uh, playing at trophies. We signed up for this thing. It was really cool, but it was literally only two or three songs for the set. Like, I think it was just two songs. It was 10 minutes. You go all the way there for that. For 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. But what was really cool about being there is that, again, saw these really cool bands. There was this one called Soccer. I'm not going to remember what the hell their name was. It was like Soccer Time or something like that. It's like, that's a dumb name, but they're really cool. They had two drummers. They were just like... It's always a strange decision to me. Two drummers. Yeah. No, it's like, isn't that already loud enough with one? Yeah. Grateful Dead did it. But um, yeah, even I think a couple of Godsmack songs were doubled up the drums too, like doubled up drummers at least because Telly can drum um, the lead singer. Uh, But yeah, uh, yeah, it was just cool. It was just cool to be at South by Southwest early 2000s. Never had been to Austin before. Got to hang out with some of our other musician friends there. Saw this crazy Japanese band like get tossed by the cops. You know, they played for about five seconds. They roll up in a bug and all jump out. It was it was four of us, four of us <laughs> like in a gorilla style. Yeah, like, yeah, and that happened a lot. How they get power? Uh, from I don't know. I think they had a generator or plugged into the they car. They had their drums just set up in the back. <laughs> uh, they didn't. I can't remember how their drums came out. It it happened so fast. Like, yeah. and and the whole time you're just kind of sitting there, you know, and there other really big bands i can't remember who was big at the time but i i I just remember thinking like oh that'd be kind of cool to go see but i don't have a pass i didn't get a pass i just i'm part of this non-official thing hanging out going to bars and drinking getting food and like 2004 like i wasn't cool i was not fucking cool at all i just looked like a fucking like a, a civilian as opposed to now where you're so fucking cool. I'm so amazing. I look like, I look like a rock legend. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I look bloated and sickly yeah, yeah. and I still wear a guy liner. <laughs> Some of my face doesn't move because I can't let it get wrinkled up. <laughs> We're going to stretch that skin over someday. No, but like, um, yeah. So it was just a crazy experience. I mean, four people in a tiny little sedan, driving 14 hours getting pulled over by the fucking you know texas state police terrifying terrifying yeah why are so many of you in the car you know um gus is white yeah right help is that help (laughs) do any of us look mexican come on man um yeah it was was you got a as many half black 
Yeah. She half black, half brown. Blackskin. Yeah. Yeah. And you got Rob and you got a foreigner. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't have. Or Zoltan wasn't in it yet? No, we had Roman. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't the, know the dude, The dude who sets up sound over at KUNM right now, oh, or he yeah. used to anyway. Um, he played in some other stuff too, but yeah, he was sitting in on bass because we had still didn't have like a solid bass player or probably what happened was if Zoltan was part of it, he couldn't go. Like he was just like, Oh, have a gig that weekend or whatever. Right, Cause but, he was in 19 bands, but I literally don't think we slept there. I think we drove all night Oh my god! and then fucking got there, got dressed, played, uh, or hung out and then played. And then, uh, I think, feels like Sunday we're going to have to drive back just straight away. And so I was like, all right, I'll do that. I'll do like a sympathy drive with Nate. Like me and Nate will drive back for 13 hours. It was a fucking nightmare. I do not recommend 13 hours of driving ever for any reason, but we, we did a, we did a skittle fight. 26 hours of driving for 10 minutes of (laughs) stage time. Yeah. Over the, over the course of like 48 hours. And it was still fun enough to be number three best show Rob's Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, because of the memory, man, like I said, it's all about everything else that goes on. It's not just the, and it's really the only time again that I've ever either played in Austin, Texas, or even visited at this point. I have no reason to go there. It's so out of the way. Like, if you're going on the I-40 corridor, there's no reason to go down there, you know, right? unless you're playing a show and, and, and there's a good reason to play it. But coming in at number two, 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 uh, I don't have an exact date. This might be 20, I think it was 2016. So 2016, Quietly Kept got to play a wedding at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. And uh, it was stressful. They were mostly covers. But um, but it was really cool. There were a couple of other musicians. Uh, so the Great American Music Hall uh, is a place that was built, I think, as a convention center during like a really corrupt period in the early uh, 20th century, like 1907 or something like that. And they built it with like illegal money. But it's a beautiful big hall. You can you can see stuff like bands and maybe not like an opera. It's 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 much more contemporary twentieth uh, century. But you can just imagine like escorts, prostitutes, drugs and alcohol. You could feel the history. Corrupt politicians. You know, just yeah. like all that rich people. All this all this stuff together. But we got to hang out in the green room, which is downstairs. So there's a whole series of tunnels underneath that kind of move, you know, you can load in one place and then take it downstairs and then bring it back upstairs over the top or however, you know, and, or bring the musicians and the bands that way. And that's kind of what I love about San Francisco. We used to play at this other place and it also had just like a random horrible smelling basement, <laughs> but, but that, that whole city's like that. It's, it's an, it's an older world, more European style city with like, you know, huge basements and underground tunnels. Yeah, and I like San Francisco. I, I don't, I mean, you can't live there. Like, no, it's too I know expensive. like the politics of there suck. Cause it's like, it's all just, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, software developers yeah. well, now, with money, yeah. just boring ass fucking people <laughs> being rich. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like it there. I, I went there once to see Cottonmouth Kings and tech nine. Um, 
Damn. I hung out all day in front of the venue. Like there were people, they had like a meet and greet there. I signed autographs with them. Yeah. <laughs> cause someone like, cause I, I didn't go through the line. Like I just hung out and talked to the band members. So people thought I was in one of the bands. <laughs> yeah. So I just started signing shit. It was hilarious. <laughs> and like the, they didn't stop me. Like they thought it was funny too. Like the other band members and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Oh, who looks like a rock star now? Right. It was great. And then uh, I was smoking joints with the cops on the street corner. The cops weren't smoking, but they were standing next to us, hanging out, like making sure we were safe while we smoked pot on a street corner. Right. And this is before it was legal in. Oh, yeah. This was in like, oh seven i think well see we used to play on the border of the tenderloin so we'd see people just selling crack off of my car hood or doing crack in doorways you know just smoking crack like Mm. nobody nobody fucking care like it wasn't as long as you're not out there like hurting anybody or going crazy or being a nut like they didn't care and and the cool thing is one of those shows in there in the tenderloin uh eric mcfadden was playing and it was a big show and i was just like dude like we all run the same circles like i know eric mcfadden mm-hmm. i know people who know him he's from here i've probably yeah. met him yeah uh i just don't specifically remember because it was just so over my head at the time but yeah playing the great american music hall it was like one pl- place where i mean you had like legends playing there too like james taylor and stuff like that and my mom had actually seen uh, eric anderson there so just the fact that she got to be like, she had seen a show in a venue that I had played, you know, or vice versa that I had played in a venue that of, of, of show she had seen it was kind of finally like final, you know, you're like, yeah, see, I've, I've been doing this music thing for a fucking while, mom. Thanks. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like it, it, it has been a thing that I've been trying to I do. I am legit. Yeah. Yeah. It added a, an air of legitimacy there a little bit. And, and, uh, and I'll never forget it. I think, I think to me, I love San Francisco. I was, you know, born in the Bay Area. That's where my parents met. That's where they went to school. I fucking feel very much at home, have always, like the first time I ever remember going there, like in 96, 97, like I was into all the punk rock bands from there. Mm-hmm. I got to go to Gilman street. Like I got to yeah, really just, it was vibing in like Haight-Ashbury and Berkeley and all that shit. And it just, feels like a place that I would have always loved to have lived. And I really miss yeah. out on having not grown up there. Cause like New Mexico is great, but fuck. I mean, come on. Socially New Mexico is boring. <laughs> oh my God. It's like five years behind wise And like, yeah. Outdoor wise. It's pretty nature, cool. Like, the, or like, I don't know, just weird. Uh, I don't know. Whatever you want to, whatever adjective describes the Santa Fe, like 300 year old, yeah. weird windy street thing like, absolutely that yeah. shit's cool oldest capital city in the in the united but states but there's nothing going on it's no. just like rich people from new york buying turquoise necklaces it's fucking boring <laughs> <laughs> and to make it you have to do that kind of art and play to that crowd right yeah Whereas, like, in San Francisco, you can be like, I'm going to make something that came out of my head and just dripped out and hit the ground and exploded. And they're like, well, man, yeah. I mean, not as much anymore. But, but yeah. So, that's why that has number two spot. We're and already it, at number one. We're already at number one. It, it, it wasn't a great list. It was just yeah, a list. I thought it was a great list. Don't sell yourself short, <laughs> bro. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure this was 2011. Um... 
Batwings for Lab Rats. Yeah, yeah. Coming in at number one. Number, number one, one. Number one. Batwings for Lab Rats. The Playboy Club. Oh, shit. And again, not about the show. Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada. We were staying at the, well, we weren't staying at the Palms, but we had access to a penthouse, but the show were actually. We? Oh, no. I no, can't keep it straight. No, Is we, that were, one? we were at the Motel Dude, 6. Dude, I stayed at the <laughs> same hotel yeah. when this when I went to Vegas last month. Right. And I didn't remember at first, and then I was walking back there, and I was like, wait a second. I remember that diner right there. This yeah. is the same hotel we stayed at. Yeah. Anyway. But what was funny about that Motel 6 was the silver man was staying there. So one of the street <laughs> yeah. performers, he was, he was, he was one of our neighbors. Um, another neighbor was just an absolute crazy fucking person who was on drugs and screaming all night and then passed out on their bed with their door open. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about <laughs> it's like that. amazing. I love that. <laughs> it's like those details there that you're just like, this is madness. Man, it sucked this last time. Cause I didn't have a car. Right? Oh yeah. And I had to walk back a few times cause I could only fit so many postcards in my oh, pockets. Damn, yeah. And I was, and I asked for a smoking room cause I didn't want them to pull some shady fucking cheap motel bullshit and charge me. Cause I smoked pot in the room. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got a smoking room, which was gross. Everything was burnt. There was like like holes and like marks on all the walls and shit. Dude, savages. uh, It stunk in there, but it was all the way in the back. It was like an extra like quarter mile of walking. Like when they knock down any part of the building, that's the first part they're going to knock down. (laughs) But what sucked is there was a street right next to it, but you couldn't get in from that street. Like, Uh. so you had to. Yeah. Like there was a wall or a fence or something. There was a yeah, uh, like a, a fence, like a temporary fence that annoying. was probably permanent now, yeah. but it started temporary. Anyway, that is super annoying. Um, yeah. So I think that I can't remember if that was the show. I don't think that I can't remember. I can't remember if that was a show when I was still dating the person before and. Like we all had to go, or if that was the one I had to fly in for, I think that was the one I had to fly in for. And if that was the one I had to fly, that this is why we're terrible dates. But, but no, well, you have it wrong. We that is when we stayed at the Palms. I think I've never stayed at the Palms. I have never stayed at the Palms. But I don't know. All I can remember is staying at Motel Six one time, and then I don't. Huh. I know we've been there again. Or was that? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. I this can't. doesn't make any sense. But but it was a yeah. The, I guess we were staying at the. We palms. did. I yeah. remember because I was right. being a dick because we got there and then we couldn't get in our room and I drove all night. Yeah. And I drove the whole way because I was paranoid because it was under uh, my name and I didn't want someone else to drive. I don't know what I was thinking. Right. Right. I had never rented a car. I didn't fucking know how it worked. Okay. And then, so we got there and then we had to wait like an hour to get into our room and just like sitting on the casino floor tie. And we had to play that night. Yeah. So I was like, I wanted to sleep and then everyone was like all excited and shit and talking. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And anyway, um, I think I showed up to that because basically we threw all of our equipment in somebody's car and then drove it and it was all taken you, there. You had to fly. Yeah, I did. Right. Um, yeah. Be- yeah, sorry. that's why it was the most rock star because 
it was like I think I had classes or something, and I did not want to miss them. And yeah. we were gonna—I was gonna lose a day, and there was no way I could finish my class and get there in time for the show, or I would be driving all night or some terrible thing. Right. I don't even remember how I got this plane ticket. I'm not gonna lie to you; I don't remember how any of this came together. Providence. But yeah, or maybe I blew through some savings. I don't know. But it was really cool. Got on a plane. I'm actually Facebook friends with this chick still. Um, she was from Rhode Island. She was, of course, like this little college fat girl, and was like, "Yeah, I'm playing a show. You know, I'm gonna play at the Playboy Club, whatever." You know, just, just laying on that thick bullshit. Right. But she was really cool, and it was really fun, and it was hilarious because at one point, as you're going to Vegas from New Mexico, you fly over the Grand Canyon. And if you don't know what the Grand Canyon looks like in general, you're going to have a hard time envisioning what it would look like from the air. And so we're flying over and she's pointing and she's like, what is that? And I was like, that's the Grand Canyon. And she's like, no, it's not. And then the plane, everybody look out to your right there and you'll see the Grand Canyon. And I just looked at her and I was like, come on. Don't you want to blow this smart motherfucker? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is when you were on your way there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you just like you're thinking like you're more than you are or whatever. But it, but you you are having the moment where you're just like in the plane, and then you get off the plane. I remember. I mean, Phil, you weren't lying. We were going to yeah, play a show yeah. at the Playboy Club in yeah, Vegas. It was happening. <laughs> I mean, things were going on. It felt like we were on a trajectory that was going to continue into the stratosphere. <laughs> so I don't know if it's true, but according to Jason Wolf, we're the only uns signed band ever to play on any like main property uh vegas property well of any of the casinos i know vegas isn't on the strip but it counts as or the palms aren't yeah or i mean yeah right you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. the palms isn't on the strip in vegas Um, but you have to have some sort of like official permit to play there or something oh, okay. like to play like at a, any this of was the places in Vegas, kind of a private party situation. Right. So. so we didn't have, I'm sure we're not the only one that's ever pulled some shit like that, but maybe, yeah. but we can say that we can, well, at least, we can fudge it at least say. for the playboy club. We can definitely. Yeah. Well, it's actually us and Britney Spears. She didn't have a record deal. She did like her comeback show or some shit huh. there, like a showcase comeback thing. Wild. Um. Yeah, at the Playboy Club. So now us that, and Britney Spears. Now that she's a, a communist, I I, I applaud <laughs> Comrade Spears. And she always <laughs> was, man. We just didn't know. We didn't know it. That's why she had her breakdown and shit. She couldn't handle all this bullshit. <laughs> she realized that she was part of the machine. Right. No, and like, uh, yeah. So now I'm proud of that. That moment. I didn't ever like the music, but but apparently we <laughs> agree on politics. Um. So then Phil came. He picked me up from the airport, and. Uh, and it was just a trip being in at Vegas airport. I hadn't been on a plane, honestly. Oh, man. I can't even remember. Maybe one other time, but I don't even think then. I think that was later on. Like, since 2001, I hadn't been on a plane for many years. And I didn't want to. I don't want to deal with the TSA. I didn't like I LA. like being on the plane. Yeah. I just, the airport and the soldiers. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drug dogs everywhere. Right. I like drugs. I like dogs. They ruin it for me. Right. Um, get there. Phil pulls up in the some big ass SUV. You know. Well, that I, was our rental. Yeah. Seat. Yeah. I, I just threw everything in there and like headed over. And so that was like again just very rock star. Just like I'm getting picked up. I'm going over to the, you know the penthouse. And we're all just gonna like you know party yeah. all night. So, but it was day of. We went over there. We set things up. We got to kind of fuck around because there was a lot of time uh, before night. And even that night. I feel like we got to go. I have photos of it. I'm just up there like playing around. We went to the hash house. Go, go. Got like ridiculous amounts of food. Yeah. It was awesome there at Harrah's. 
and uh and just kind of walked through all the casinos and just had a good time but then what was cool is we play a show we play it in the casino we have footage from my camera on my stock of my guitar and then as well as uh, Manny was filming um and this is like one of my favorite celebrity stories too this was the same fucking show uh we we go out are we sure we played that night because i thought we played oh yeah we did play that night Yeah. yeah Cause we didn't play the next night. Right. So we play this show. It's really fun. It's in a casino or in a, in a, it was in the playboy club in the playboy club, the but there's tables lounge, and stuff. There's still, yeah. there's still gambling going around and things. Mm-hmm. And, um, we finish up and somehow part of our group got separate. Cause I never made it back to that room ever again. I got, I got in an elevator. We went to the club at the rooftop and, all I remember is just being packed in there with a bunch of other club people and like a guy standing on a box with a trumpet, just like playing. I remember <laughs> walking <laughs> through a club. Maybe that, that I went it. with you, that was but it. I yeah. left. I didn't, it was, I hated it. I don't remember the trumpet. It I was too liked awesome. That. Yeah. He was, well, it, he was just standing there and he wasn't playing for the longest time. So we were like, well, we're going to wait until he's fucking plays. And I See, think, I don't remember. I think I left or something. Cause but, but we never got back to our, I don't even know how our music equipment got back to our room. <laughs> like, I don't remember any, I don't remember I don't breaking know. down. Like, I don't remember any of that. And, I don't either. <laughs> and it just <laughs> like know. turned into this blur of like party. And then somehow we're back at the penthouse and that was the night I'm sure we're th- chucking things off the, off the roof yeah. or off the uh, off the 55th floor i remember there was some fucking dorks that we have a magazine <laughs> so then we, they brought models all these fucking disgusting butter faces with herpes <laughs> came to the room <laughs> that, i yeah i don't remember that i the the two all the penthouse parties just kind of blur into one right. long party but that so we did that that was fun and that was the whole so the next day we just hang out at the cabana by the pool, just drinking the whole time, just drinking, drinking. I mean, that's all you did the whole time was just drink, drink, drink. Like, so fun story uh, at the pool that night, that first night, the same night we played the club. So the Playboy Club is attached to the Palms, right? Yeah. Which is where we were staying. And then also there's a pool. And that night Sugar Ray was playing at the pool. Oh, damn. And so as I was walking in my i was wearing like a I t-shirt and that. blazer yeah you know? yeah and me and this dude are walking down like get out of the elevators and we're like you know you do that thing in a hallway where you accidentally dance with someone right. where you both try to step yeah we did that he was also wearing a blazer and a t-shirt but it was mark mcgrath and we were both passing <laughs> each other on the way to play our respective shows <laughs> It was great. It made me feel like a big shot, you know? Uh, well, I got, I got one for you to add to that. So we're doing the whole uh, MTV Beach House thing, which is just like the cabana next to us is all these girls from Utah who are just all cute and excited to be in Vegas. And They they're, thought they're, we were some hot shit. Yeah, they too. thought we were something. And so we're all just partying and drinking with them. And, uh, you know, some lines got crossed. It was pretty interesting. Not like big lines, just, you know, some, some big fun lines st- got snorted. Some too. fun. Oh yeah. I'm sure all day. Um, but it was just fun. It was just, it was sexy, fun times and really exciting and just like overwhelming and ridiculous. And you're really, I think drunk. at one point you 
put your arms out and said, I am a golden God. God. I did say that. Yeah, I probably did say that. And it didn't even seem out of place. No. <laughs> nobody nobody took note. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, oh, there it is again. Like, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah that's a golden God. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, can't, can't argue with that. And uh, at one point, we broke out the Dom Perignon, right? And uh, I got two glasses. And I guess this must have been after the girls left or something. Because, like, one of them was really fucking shit faced she was really sweet but she was super gone and they had to go get ready because they were going to go do a thing that night and uh they weren't going to make it to our shit of course in fact nobody i invited along the way that we met well that was after we oh that's right that's right yeah yeah. but even then anybody i met before had no interest in actually coming to the show um but then we broke out the dom and i was like well i'm gonna go take some drinks with some pretty girls or whatever found these two russian girls and so we all toast and whatever. And they're, I'm like, you want to meet up with us? Oh, okay. Sorry. The, something happened with the uh, the computer. I thought we it's might okay. have lost the recording, but I think it was just the screensaver going to black mode. Paranoia is not always paranoid. It's also safety. Yeah. So I like totally hit on these two Russian girls and... It's just silly. And, uh, you know, get them some champagne and say, yeah, we're going to go party up at the penthouse tonight. If you guys want to come check it out and come hang out and blah, 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 all that stuff. So then I meet them at the casino. And, and if you've been to the Palms, the casino is broken up. Our Palms is broken up into two things. It's broken up into the casino, which is one part of it. And there's a long causeway that leads to the towers, which is where you stay. One place is party. Other places where you stay. And, I meet up with them in the casino and they, they look, they look so cute. They were just so cute. They were, it was so cool to just hang out with them and whatever. And, um, we get on the, on the walkway to get to the, to, um, the penthouse. And so it's long causeway and we're just going there. And I guess the only reason this story matters is because a month before, like literally almost to the day, a month before I was in LA, and I was in the, it was in LA at the Grove visiting my brother and he wanted to show us this cause there's like a farmer's market and like the Grove is where they shoot stuff like inside edition and shit like that, you know, on TV uh, celebrities, you can always see celebrities there. And we went to Nordstrom and I was just kind of looking at clothes cause I was like, what do they got? Oh, overpriced Chinese shit. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh, 80 bucks. This must be Italian. And I looked at it. I was like, man, China. I was like, why would I pay for this? <laughs> I, I, I could buy like three of these bought it at the Grove. <laughs> right. Well, and it's Nordstrom. It's just like Nordstrom is overpriced, but a guy comes in, he's got a hat on, you know, it's kind of low, low bill hat and just jeans, t-shirt or like shorts and t-shirt, very casual dress down, not trying to make eye contact with anybody, not looking at anybody, just focused on trying to find all some business. shirts. Yeah. All yeah. business. Uh, I turn around and I'm like, uh, I was like, Hey, is that that, um, it was a comedian. It was the dude. Uh, oh yeah. Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I've heard this story before, obviously. <laughs> that's okay. I, I can't remember. I couldn't even remember his name just now. Um, and it was totally Dane Cook. And I was like looking at my brother and I was like, is that Dane Cook over there? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I want to say something, but he looks really, you know, like he's doing a thing. I'm not going to fuck with him. I don't want to bother him. So just left it at that. A month later, there I am in this long causeway, riding down the moving walkway, the, the opposite direction from the towers to the casino was broken. And, uh, 
And I'm feeling pretty good because I'm like, look at these two hot Russian girls. Look at me. I'm just some dumbass. Like, this is great. And I see these three people coming. And then there's like these two big dudes, these much bigger dudes. And then kind of a still a pretty big dude in the middle. And it's fucking Dane Cook. And he's like passing by me. And I'm just like looking at him. And I don't know what to do. So I just give him like one finger gun and just give him a and a wink. And he just like pulls his whole arm up points right back at me and he's like yeah you know i I mean he didn't say (laughs) yeah yeah, but he just yeah he just gave it back to me and uh (laughs) nice little moment yeah yeah he just felt (laughs) i bet he didn't remember you from nordstrom no absolutely not (laughs) maybe he did maybe but it was just weird that if it felt like a little bit like divine providence like you were like oh man like i'm on the right meant to be here i'm on the right track things are going the way they should be i keep running into the same famous person like that's weird and um we got up there we partied the balcony is so cool up there on the, in the palms and the, one of the one of the girls was super freaked out by it she did not like going to the banister and looking out over she like hunkered down and like squatted down and would not stand up all the way it was so That's funny how, oh man that shit this last time in Vegas, I think I talked about it on the podcast, but just the asshole puckering when I look over that and the railing comes up like to my, like below my waist. What the fuck are we doing? And people are getting wasted and doing acid in these rooms. How is someone not dying every fucking day? Jesus Christ. Or at least like phones falling off of it. Cause I wanted to take a picture over the edge and I was like, I'm not going to do that. What if I drop my phone and kill someone and go to prison for manslaughter? Fuck. You know? anyway but like the the thing is that like never never in all this rock stardom or anything like that like i usually had a girlfriend nothing ever untoward really happened like definitely never had sex with anybody but you know in any of these situations even though you're like i'm a reptar um i'm a reptar um i mean that doesn't go for everybody but (laughs) there there are stories i wish we could tell oh my god there are stories leave it at that Uh, yeah it's a good place to leave it at but i've um, seen friends from angles that i never thought i would (laughs) close that fucking door (laughs) um but yeah uh so then we went to the club and that night I got yelled at for trying to drink it right out of the bottle of the Dom. Um, <laughs> I remember that very distinctly. Cause they were just like, I was like, who gives a fuck? This thing bottles almost empty. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> like we've all been pouring it into glasses all night. If I drink from it, just let me have my moment. But, um, they didn't. And, uh, and so we partied, the Russian girls came, they partied with us in club. And then at some point I think they had to go meet some other dudes they had met. I mean, you know, that, they're there single having fun why wouldn't you go have some fun whatever i didn't make any backup plans that's my bad um so that that was it and they left and then we went back up and we partied until we couldn't stay awake or stand or whatever anymore i don't even remember why i fell asleep oh, that man. night you remember that hot tub with yeah. the glass on the edge of the fucking balcony i have and a photo the water would splash over then fall 500 fucking feet i just submitted I, I submitted a photo of that to um interview magazine fucking terrifying because i was just like this is a cool view i remember i got in that hot tub and i was scared of the i was scared of the drop over the edge but i was also scared of the water itself like what is floating in this water (laughs) what has happened in this because they've been here a couple days before i got here like what has happened in this hot tub and there was always like randoms like just randos like ratchets and just hangers on egg drop soup floating by in the hot tub (laughs) and and i think i think after the russian girls left and we were done with the club we um, I ran into this couple, um, and they just seemed like normal people from like random 
wherever, you know, and, but they seemed cool. So we took them back up to the penthouse and they had a good time. They were just like, this is so cool. Wow, man. Thanks for letting us hang out. Oh, we had that one random hanger on guy that was like, I'm going to go get McDonald's. Anyone want anything? Like, <laughs> was that the same night too? See, I can't, all of them just and like our blur friend together. that we were there with owns McDonald's. Right. right? And right. so he just, and this guy didn't know that. Yeah. And so he's like, here, give him my card. And he pulls out like this gold foil business card of McDonald's. Yeah. It's like, they'll give you anything you want. Anything for free. you want. Like, Are you serious? So he comes back with bags of like a hundred burgers and like, tons of chicken nuggets yeah. i mean just every sauce a hundred a lot no but like, easily a hundred chicken nuggets oh, i mean there was a few like, hundred nuggets yeah 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 there were like six or seven of those just 20 just excess everything you would think would yeah it was we did it all we, did, we, did we, it we all. haven't even mentioned throwing i mean i know we have on other episodes right. of the podcast throwing <laughs> bottles off the balcony <laughs> like Mag- on the 50 what was it the 52nd 57th floor? i don't know so you're saying second, I'm saying 57th. Whatever. I thought it was the 55th. Roughly five to 600 feet off the mm-hmm. fucking ground. Uh, high enough that you could not see the bottle you threw hit the ground usually. There was a delay. You could hear like the there was a, it was so far, and it wasn't even all the way down because there was a, a parking structure. Yeah. I mean, we weren't throwing it onto the street. Like, no, with, yeah. Like people. Like we mad weren't that mad. reckless. No. That would kill someone. Even though it was still kind of terrifying. There was, it was a awful. parking structure. In the top level, there were no cars. Nope. So we were throwing it onto that. But it was still so far down that you would see it break. And then like half a second later, you would just hear a Yeah, just the slightest sound. Yeah. I can't even imagine if you were down in those rooms at that level just hearing these bottles just (laughs) exploding outside your window like how did security (laughs) not come and be like are you guys throwing shit off the balcony (laughs) who's throwing bottles i guess if you're rich enough they just whatever like um i mean who was even in their room at that hour so i guess you know that (laughs) why were we but the only none of them i could ever see the only one we saw was the double it was like a 1.5 liter it was a huge bottle of gray goose it was massive and it that thing got chucked out and that was the only one i remember seeing just you could see the glass reflect as Uh, it as it shattered on the ground litter pop yeah it was really cool and we had one of the guys that was partying with us was a minor i think he had been a minor league pitcher oh wow yeah he was in i remember he was in the twins farm system he told us okay and so he got a running start from the back of the room and threw it as far as he could and you couldn't even see it no it was gone it i mean it didn't go like over the parking structure but but it just was it was so far that you couldn't even hear it it disappeared yeah hear it or see it It was amazing anyway it's probably break time right how long we've been doing this probably a long time (laughs) we've already hit an hour all right (laughs) Let's just make it long as fuck. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna we'll we'll play a song, but yeah. Um, what do we want to play? Um, oh, you should have planned this. We should have planned ahead. We no, never plan ahead. No, that's fine. We'll do a Zach Freeman. How do you? How, how about that? Nice. Uh, get it how you live. That's what. Get it how you. I love Zach live. Freeman. I want to hang out with that guy again. We, we, we'll have to. It's not that. often I get along with like military types, but he's got the good soul, you know? He doesn't, he doesn't come across as that type at all. Not your average he's, soldier. He's a human being. Not your average soldier. <laughs> he's a human And I love him. I Big love ups beans. to Zach human, Freeman. Human being. But yeah, so this is Zach Freeman. Get it how you live. Get it how you live. Sorry. That's how, that's what it was. Get it how you live. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
this was on even though i just started recording you realized you knew i oh. like to pretend to be surprised for the nice people Hi, i didn't see you there so your top five list top five nes games games uh, games yeah games. we went super long with rob's list so we're gonna go super long with mine Brrrp. you need this Brrrp. this is the content you need the longest episode ever for your for your quarantainment you know Brrrp. so yeah i did uh Top five NES games. Like I was thinking, I was gonna do like top five video games da-da, at first. Da-da, 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 and I was like, da-da. That's fucking impossible. How am I gonna just do five? I mean, I don't even know if I could do top five NES would be or uh, sorry SNES would be hard as shit because that's the best system ever. NES, there's a lot of crappy games, so it was easier to weed out a short list and then pick the top five. Took a picture to avoid this noise right here. Bum, 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 bum. So let me let me get my picture out on my phone here. Um, yeah, so I went as you as you may have heard. I downloaded every NES game ever. 
plus like excite bike a shitload more hacks and shit there's like california games there's like 300 hacks of super mario brothers and like yeah did they not know about super mario maker <laughs> this was before those oh, okay, those okay. days um, yeah. So All right, here we go. Top, top five, five NES, NES games. Uh, so I'm going to do my honorable mentions. These are ones I was considering, but they didn't make the list. Okay. Um, Adventures of Lolo. You ever play that shit? It's like a puzzle game. And you got to you push blocks around, and it's there's it's there's things that shoot automatically, and the enemies act differently. I so guess you have not. to know how they act, and then if I saw it, I'd probably recognize it. Yeah. You, it's great. You you push eggs around and you, I don't know, you're a little blue ball of fuzz and you got to rescue a little pink ball of fuzz and you got to go through this tower and each level of the tower is another puzzle and then you get to the door and you go up to the next level. The Adventures um, of Lolo. Yeah, Adventures. There's three of them, I think. Oh, I recognize that. I, I always thought I was, ever... always confuse it with Qbert. Oh, uh, Qbert's different. That's where you're on the pyramid and it's you hop down. Three dimensionally, yeah. It's like isometric, and you have to touch all the things and avoid. I just, I just meant the artwork, the, oh, the yeah. covers, yeah. Um, Any other honorable mentions? Honorable mentions? Yeah, Castlevania, the OG, um, and love that game. And really, fan, that personal fan that should make the list. If this was a best NES games, it would make the list. But this is my favorite. Favorites, yeah. So. I never really played Castlevania until the last few years. Like, I never, when I was a kid, I never played it. Deprived child. Yeah, so I didn't know. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have liked it because it's hard as fuck. It probably would have been too hard and I, I mean, was just I, throwing my hands up. I never finished it. I never I, got very far, but I loved playing it. Yeah, I never, I've still never beat it. It has such a dope soundtrack. Oh, yeah. My, my main phone ring right now is one of the Castlevania songs. Um, yeah. Cheers. Castlevania, classic. Um, and this was before like the Metroidvania thing, which Castlevania like made their own genre when you get to the um, the later games where it's like you have to uncover the map as you go. Oh, okay. So they're groundbreaking in that. But this was before even they did that with Castlevania. Yeah. Um, I also put Castlevania 3 on the list. Um, and that's the one where you can switch between the three characters who each have different attacks and different powers and shit. That's fucking awesome game. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, what else was on my honorable mentions? I put, um, well, there's a couple Mario's on there, but I'm not going to tell you what they are Damn. because I don't want to ruin what's on the list okay. by okay. process of elimination. But not all the Mario's made the top list. I mean, obviously. if I'm going to put, if like like I said, if it was best games, yeah. top three would probably be Mario. One, two, Centric, and three, yeah. in whichever order it would be. Right. But like whatever your favorite was. You know, I don't want to sit there and talk about all the Mario games all night. I gotta mix it up a little bit. Absolutely. So I picked one representation to put on the list, but Beautiful. not all of them. Can't wait to see. <laughs> um the Batman game. Uh one of the rare uh, games made from a movie, movie that doesn't suck balls. Yeah. And it's fucking great. I used to have it for a Game Boy. Uh, yeah, which is much different. No, it's still. not as good, but no. it's still for Game Boy. That was a pretty good one. It was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Batman's purple in it, which is weird, but you get over that pretty quick. <laughs> and plus, if you get a bunch of hacks like I have, you can get one where they he's blue or whatever, blue and gray or like black. The or, colors correct. Yeah, people change it. Um, so those are my honorable mentions. They can't all make the list, you know. 
There's too many games. There's only five coveted slots for my favorite NES games ever. That's right. These are important slots. <laughs> um, so, get into the list. Coming in at number five, Star Tropics. Nobody saw that coming. Not a lot of people have played Star Tropics. It's kind of a hidden gem. Is um, this like a first? It's like a first-person shooting, but flying shooting game no not even close shit no. <laughs> i don't even remember it then no it's a top-down dungeon crawler it's like zelda oh um, it, it's got like rpg there's an overworld like rpg elements so the the story of the game is uh you're going to visit your uncle who is a doctor dr jones he's an archaeologist i very much remember this artwork the cover those i remember covers like you wouldn't believe and uh yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's like a Zelda-like game where you're crawling in dungeons. It's not as it doesn't control as smooth as Zelda. That was a lot of people's gripe about it. Yeah, the whole game is in a grid system. So if you press the up arrow, your character moves one grid one over. grid up. Whereas like Zelda is a lot smoother. Like it's more fluid. Yeah, the moving is more incremental. You can. And then, like, so when you jump, you jump, and then you jump one over. But so in this game, you had a yo-yo as your main attack. <laughs> so it's like this weird game. You're, you're a kid, yeah. and there was weird stuff in it. Like, you, you get a submarine at some point, but the, the only way to start the submarine is you have to put a code in. And I guess this was, like, their their attempt at uh, at making it so you couldn't copy the games. Huh. Which I don't know who is copying NES cartridges, but um, it was like an anti-piracy thing, I think. Um, So you had to look in the instruction booklet, and that told you what to put in, and the code was 1492. So now you just have to know that, or you can Google it or whatever. Yeah. um, And then there's another thing where it's like 1776 or something. Like you have to... But it's like it's this weird game. It's quirky, because you're a kid... It's and then you you go to where your uncle is visiting like this this tribe of island people or something, and he's missing and like the chief of the the tribe tells you like you have to go find him and you end up fighting Zora who's like this or Zoda Zora Zoda Zora I think Zora Let's say Zora that might be from Zelda that is from Zoda? Zelda Zoda because the second one's called Zoda's Revenge whoa second one's not as good. No, but uh, yeah, Star in. Tropics. I fucking I, I rented it at some point, and I was always obsessed with it. It's I've never beat it because I never fucking beat anything. But any of those old system ones, I've never. I don't. I, there's very few I've beaten. I can't yeah. even tell you one that I've beaten. The nice thing about them is that they're shorter. Yeah. So in that way, they're easier to beat, attention span wise. But they're also all fucking hard. They as are fuck. super hard. There's a reason the term is NES hard. You know, like when there's a hard game, people call it NES hard. Like very accurate. Yeah. That was before they started uh, dumbing them down for all of us Western audiences. Yeah. Our our kids don't have the nimble fingers like the Japanese children apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> we got those slow Western fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, those lazy Western fingers. Yeah. Wild. Um, so that's number five. Star Tropics, number five. I highly recommend it. Star Tropics. You can get your hands on some Star Tropics, beat up some bats with a yo-yo. You're going to make me break out my NES because there is a game I've been playing, but I'm going to have to, well, I'll have to show it to you later. I don't know what it's called right now, but something Guardians. But uh, Guardian Legend. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember you showing at your old house we played that once. Yeah, I fucking love that game. game. I love it. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, because that's the one that has, or am I thinking of Blaster Master? Do they both have it where there's like flying levels? Yes. And then there's also like side-scroller. Side-scrolly angled level. Where you are the person. Right. Yeah. You actually turn into a ship when you jump into the ship part it's pretty cool the per the she turns into a ship yeah you're a she in it right i or think I? so i think guardian the, i don't know for sure but yeah. yeah i've had a code that i code into and yeah it's, it's old school i love it rob I, knows the code i've actually gotten further in that game more recently than i ever did when i was a kid so that tells you anything yeah guardian legend didn't make my list only because I've only played it like twice. See, that was that was such a central one to me. That's exactly why. Yeah, with the like with this list, it's all about just like what I had when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I mean, it's just Absolutely. like it's you, all nostalgia. You well, know? And, and it's what it means to me. Like, and when you're a kid, okay, let's explain something for the for the younger audience out there. The the two of you, one of you that are younger, um, you don't understand. We did not have access to everything. There was just no idea of having access to everything. Right. Whatever you played at your arcade or your pizza place, that's what you played yeah. out there. Whatever and your friend had, that's that the you game you borrow. knew about. Yeah. yeah. Or or if you didn't have that, then you only had whatever your parents could buy you. And believe me, they were not going to buy you a lot of those games. And you could not afford them. Right. You weren't going on YouTube and watching uh-uh. the gaming historian or whatever. Or just watching anybody do a playthrough. Or play watching through. Twitch. None of that shit existed. None of that was like, there. It was all a small world of what you could get your hands on. You fuckers on. are privileged. I mean, maybe you'd get a Nintendo Power and you would see, oh my yeah. God, look at all these games that are out there. Yeah, but or you go to that. the... You go to Hastings and you'd see all the games. I remember uh, when I was looking through the list on the emulator today, I came across Bubble Bath Babes, (laughs) which I remember I'd always see that one in the store. Yeah. And I'd always be like, oh, boobies. Yeah. It was like, it's like uh, Bubble Bobble, I think, but it just uncovers a picture of a naked chick when you beat the level. I think that's (laughs) legendary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right, so what's number four? Number four, uh, number four. Coming, coming in at number, number four. four, The Legend of Zelda. Ah, that, I mean, da, 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 what can you say da, about da, Zelda? Da, Fucking iconic. It set the trends. It was, I think, the first game, at least the first big game that you could save, right? Mario, you just had to play that shit. Like, if you died, that was it. That's it. Like, yeah. you no, you ran out of again continues, yeah. There weren't continues. And Mario oh, won. Right. Yeah. No, this not. was Mario 1. I played one Mario 1 in so long. Yeah, no continues. You get <sighs> three lives, and you make it through eight worlds, Oof. and that's it. Three th- lives, eight worlds, th- only one ma- think, plumber should live. I think I've beat Super Mario Brothers 1. I think. Never beat any of them. It's really hard. Like, the. Like World 8-2, I think, or maybe 8-3. One of those is long and hard, Oof. and it reams you. <laughs> <laughs> just like my cock. No, yeah, just like my long, hard cock. <laughs> my rooster, I'm talking about, you it's fucking like, weirdos. If you survive, you run out of time. Like yeah. You got to go super fast and uh, be able to dodge all the Koopa I Troopas. I hated and shit. those levels all day. Shit was hard. Yeah, and, and Mario, you're always sliding around. Like, so how far did you get in Zelda? I never beat it, but I feel like I got pretty close. No, I I never I never beat anything. It well, was the same anything, as 
same as I am now. I don't. It's no attention span. I, oh, okay. I lost. I, I give up. I play a different game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fond memories of Zelda. Did you know that when you beat Zelda, it opens a second quest? What? Where it's like the same overworld, but like a I don't know if it's different dungeons goal? or if it's just different order. I don't really know. But interesting. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it mixes it up or jumbles it somehow. Yeah, it does something. It's like a remixed version. It's like second quest of Zelda, because games used to have that. Like uh, was it like uh, Ghouls and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts? Or I always confuse. Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts is that and the, Goblins. The NES I think is one? what it is. Yeah, and then Super Ghouls and Ghosts was the Super Nintendo one. Whoa. Yeah, but See, I never had a Super Nintendo. I moved to Sega. Yeah, no, not me. I Genesis. stayed loyal. Not, it's not as good. Genesis didn't have as many good games. <sighs> Just because you're right doesn't mean it wasn't cooler. <laughs> Sega was way cooler. Their commercials were way cooler. Sega! <laughs> it did do what Nintendo don't. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently wasn't much. <laughs> it had blast processing, whatever the fuck that means. But like... I thought Sega was always bogus because Sonic the Hedgehog, it's a bullshit game. Yeah. It's not good. I'm sorry. Sonic the Hedgehog I mean, not, is not a good game. It's not good gameplay-wise, but visually it was always yeah, really it cool. Yeah, it looks Music cool. Wise, you just run through the cool. level. It's fucking dumb. Like, I, I didn't like it. I, I was a completionist, so I would take my time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then with that, with... Uh, yeah, you could run out of time in that. I hate time limits in games. I hate What's those up too. With that? That's annoying. Why did they? I understand, I guess, like if in the arcade, because you got to keep it moving. Yeah, but I like I, I like one that has a time, but you get points. And at least if you run out of time, you just don't get the points, but you still get to finish your level. You still yeah. get to go through it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so, so Zelda changed the game for you? Yeah, Zelda. I mean, obviously Zelda 2 is not going to make the list. No. Not very good. I mean, it is, but it's not Zelda. It's like, got it's some, just a different game. It's got some cool things, but it's not. No. It's not. Yeah, it wasn't the same experience. I remember being super frustrated. I think I still have both gold cartridges. I remember. One yeah, and two. I remember. I specifically remember it renting uh, Zelda two and. On the way, I think we rented it because you used to be able to rent games at the grocery store. Remember that shit? They had like the little video hut in the corner. Vaguely, yes. And I I remember I went to the grocery store with my mom. Hey, mom, can I get a game? Can I get a game? Can I get a game? And she let me get a game. And I got Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. And... And then we had to go, we had to stop somewhere to get like takeout food or something. Like we had people coming over or something. We went to, I think it was like Los Cuates. Yeah. And I remember being impatient as fuck sitting there waiting for her to get the order so I could go home and play the game. It's all sitting there shaking. And I'm looking at the, I think it had instructions in it. Like oh, it was yeah, before the, someone had stolen the instruction the booklet, booklet that booklet rented it. Still in there. Yeah. So I was looking at all the artwork and shit and then I got it home and I was like, the fuck is this? I don't even understand how to play this. Like well, I am a small child. I don't understand how this even works. And the gameplay, the gameplay was definitely different than it had been before. This was, they had taken Zelda, which had been this kind of nice, um, directional scroller, if you will, oh, for the top, top down, down scroller. Yeah. Um, and then turned it into this weird 
side scrolly meets um well it, so it had the overworld where you would wander around and like go to towns and shit but and then but, but that it was, was like R, it was rpg ish though yeah it was like final fantasy where you would get in random or battles U- or ultima yeah and i hated ultima i yeah. don't know why i hated that game i didn't know how to play it i didn't understand right. i didn't understand turn-based right. gaming you i know? didn't know what was happening i yeah. dungeons and dragons i don't know what the fuck that was when i was a kid zelda 2 didn't have the turn but it was still an action game but yeah. it was just confusing to my small child brain absolutely i was expecting zelda but cooler bigger better yeah somehow and it yeah. was different and i didn't like it yeah. so i yeah. learned i learned to love it but it was weird i like it now yeah. i still don't love it because no. it's tedious and there's parts that are just not frustrating well. super it, frustrating and it's not it doesn't escalate um, like most games, for the most part, it gets harder as you go. Yeah. Right, that's the whole point. For sure, in Zelda, it's like the second thing you do in Zelda Two, like the second dungeon or whatever that you have to do, is like the hardest thing in the whole game. Yeah, it's, yeah, not good. Good, yeah. but not not what it should be to to take the mantle of Zelda Two. I mean, yeah, but, coming, coming in at number. I oh. just I do want to say they made up for it with uh, Link to the Past Zelda Three for Super Nintendo because that shit was fucking amazing. I need to play that. Apparently, you never played that. I've never played any Super Nintendo dude, games. The only th- the only thing I've ever played Super Nintendo was Super Mario World or Super Mario World. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> In '64, I played Don- Donkey Kong Country and Goldeneye. Yeah, those are classic. But I literally, I literally was an NES and then never again to a switch. Like yeah. that's, that's my journey. The, I think SNES was the best era. Probably. I think that was the peak. Um, I think N64 era, PlayStation one, Sega Saturn, that era was fucking AIDS. I'm pretty impressed with switch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like as far as how of, of the systems, like, I mean, I don't have a PS4. I've never had an Xbox, but have I had an Xbox? I feel like I had one for a week. Well, <laughs> I had an Xbox one and a Nintendo switch yeah. and I never played the switch. That's so I think part of it was the, um, in the place that I live, I don't have, I'm getting Wi-Fi from the office next door. Yeah. And the switches Wi-Fi connection is connectivity is fucking weak. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Like I couldn't get hardly get it to work unless I went into the office and sat next to the router with it, which Ooh. I don't want to do that. The whole reason I got a switch so that I could play rocket league while I'm shitting. You yeah. Know? But yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so I sold it for Vegas money for three eleven day. Anyway, coming in at number three, Punch Out, fucking classic. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I used to have. I wish I still had it. That cartridge is worth th- worth something now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it started as Mike Tyson's Punch Out, yep. and then Mike Tyson raped a chick, and then they yep. changed it to just Punch Out. Robin Givens. Yep. And. Uh, you couldn't uh in the original one you would fight mike tyson as the, the last the, the last boss and he but, could one punch you to death and so it was still the same I but they changed have, his name to mr dream i might have almost beat that game that might be one of the few nes games i either oh, beat i never did i might have no I've, i don't think i ever beat the uh indian guy that would uh he would uh blow dust in your eyes 
and it would you get blurry. You know who I didn't, I didn't think I could beat was Bull. Oh, the bald bull? Yeah, bald You just got to time that right where you... I don't remember exactly, but you got to punch him right when... Because he keeps doing that charge yeah. over and over and over, and you yeah. got to hit him right at the right time. Absolutely. I think I did it one time. I got through that. I think I got to Mike Tyson once. I was so pissed. Yeah, I never got that far. Because it was just a one punch. Like, yeah. he just hits you once, and you're done. Yeah, that shit's hard as fuck. Yeah, you I don't even know how to beat Tyson. Joe Glassjaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first guy you fought. Yep, he was super easy. Yeah. I can hear the music in my head. Dude, the whole music was awesome. The opening music where you're running with your coach who's riding yeah, a bike. Yeah. Like, and the Statue of Liberty. And yeah. He's, yeah. It's freaking awesome. You got the rope and he's riding the bike and you got to keep up with him. Well, you're not actually doing it. It's, just, it's a cut scene, which... How many games had cut scenes? Not very know? few. None, hardly. I mean, very few. I mean, they, yeah. and they weren't very theatrical. And Innovation. The music was, again, like you said, the music was really good. Um, conceptually, it was really cool. You know, you're just little Joe or... Uh, uh, Mac. Mac, that's His right. His name was Mac. Yeah. Um, but every character that you'd fight was kind of like a racist caricature. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a problem. Yeah. You'd fight like the Italian guy and he was, it would play... Uh, What's that? Uh, what's the song I'm thinking of? Snoopy, uh, the Red Baron. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, Punch Out. I remember I was playing that and I I kept losing and I went damn damn and I was like nine years old or <laughs> younger eight. <laughs> damn 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 damn. And my mom, came, what did you just say? I heard you from the other room. Oh, I was saying dang, mom. Oh, dang. okay. Dang, dang, dang. And I was like, oh, good. I got away with it. Like now looking <laughs> back, obviously she knew I was saying dang. <laughs> and I remember I would get so, I remember, I don't know if it was the same day or, but I got so mad at that game that I popped the cartridge out and spit <laughs> inside the little, <laughs> the slot, like out of like, fuck you game. <laughs> I spit on you. I spit on your I'm not, circuit board. I'm not blowing you <laughs> clean anymore, yeah. buddy. It still played. If you're wondering, you can spit on an NES cartridge and it still plays. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I let it dry first, but oh. um, yeah. So that's number three. Number three. Punch Out. It's the fucking shit. I highly recommend it. I'm the uh, same. Super Punch Out was good too. Um, yeah. Play that shit as well. But we're not talking about SNES. We're talking about NES. The NES, Nintendo Entertainment the original, System. The original. The OG. Famicom. So number two is a dark horse pick. Uh, it would probably make no one's list except for mine, but it was actually really hard for me not to put this at number one. Yeah. But I didn't want to be like a Mike Staclasa fucking asshole about it. You know what I mean? Like a fucking uh, uh, a contrarian. Yeah, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. A contrarian. Yeah. yeah. So number two, snake rattle and roll. You ever played that? No, but. I I I don't think you're off base by having that on your list. It's a little hard to control because it's the isometric view. Yeah. And it's a, like a platform thing. Okay. But it's like the classic snake game yeah. where you eat pellets and then you get longer. Right. right? But And so you, what you had to do is you go through the level and you'd eat these pellets and then you had to get to a... a was like the strongman thing at the fair where you hit it with a hammer and yeah. it rings a bell, you know? Okay. But you had to be heavy enough. So you had to get enough pellets to where your tail would flicker 
once your tail was flickering, that mean, meant you were heavy enough. And you go stand on the thing and the bell would ring and then it would open the door. And then you had to get to the door and that was the end of the level. Okay. And I think there's only like six levels. And the furthest I've ever gotten, I think, is the fourth level. It's hard as fuck, at okay. least for me. I yeah. suck probably. But <laughs> yeah, snake rattle and roll. Uh, it's got like the, the Elvis music in it. When you turn it on, it goes, do 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 it's fucking awesome snake rattle and roll it was featured on uh it was actually almost the entire reason i bought it um i don't know what it was called but rare the video game developer they made donkey kong country is probably their biggest hit they made uh perfect dark um but they put out like a compilation of their greatest hits games for Xbox and it had snake rattle and roll on That's it. So, so I awesome. bought it pretty much just so I could play snake rattle and roll on my Xbox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Snake rattle and roll. If you can play it, it's probably my favorite NES game, but I couldn't put it at number one just cause in the number two spot. Yeah. Coming in at number one, how the fuck do you not put Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers 3? Yeah. You have to. It's the man. fucking best. I literally went out of my way recently within the past two years to find that and buy it as yeah, a cartridge. Because I used to have it. Yeah. I used to have quite a few games. We talked about Punch-Out. I used to have that. Yeah. I used to have Super Mario 3. I don't know where the fuck these things went. But I have still quite a few of my games. I don't even think I have my original um, Super... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles either the first one I have the second one but not the the second one is not even the same genre no no it's it's based off the arcade game (laughs) but but yeah. Uh, okay. It's a, so it's sup- a beat 'em up. Super Mario Three. When was the first time you played it? When? It, how did it impact oh, you? I I counted down the days to Super Mario Three. Yeah. I mean, I didn't because I didn't have money because I was a child. Yeah. But I remember I got it for Christmas. Did you see Wizard? Did you see the Wizard? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Where they? So, so did you see it as I an did. advertisement? You saw it on the yeah. movie and were so like, what was it? Fred, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Uh, Kylo Riley's or uh, Jenny Jenny Lewis. And uh, Lucas Haas, um, yeah. as well as the dad from uh, the not the Wonder Years, like uh, Ned, some one of the Beatty Beatties, and um, I don't remember, but I remember everybody. It's like that. the I like, watched it recently. It's kind of a remake <laughs> of Pinball Wizard, but like for kids in a way. Not yeah. really a remake, yeah. but it's it's referencing. Shows it, the power right? glove, the power of the power glove, <laughs> which I have one of those, and I'm going to tell you, they suck. Oh, yeah, they're, they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin had one we tried to play with. Like, you can't even use it. It's not no. even usable. Unusable. How did this get manufactured? Like fucking horseshit yeah maybe they made it for japanese audiences and it didn't work and they're like well americans will buy it. <laughs> americans will buy whatever they think shit's they cool they don't understand they think things are cool but uh yeah because for those of you that don't know uh no one had ever seen super mario brothers 3 until that movie came out because it wasn't out yet but but let's, so in the movie they go to like this this like the Universal world, Studios uh, for the World Video Game Championships or something like that. Right, and so one of the things they have to beat a level of Super Mario Three, which wasn't even out yet, nope. and that was the big deal. Yeah, and they showed you that you could fly up in the first fortress in the first world. You could fly up and around and get the warp whistle. Yep. They showed that shit. He figured it out his first time playing. Got a raccoon or a. Is that a raccoon? The, uh, was it Tanuki? Tanuki, yeah. yeah. You get the little tail. Yeah. Um, let's 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 rewind real quick though, because okay. because what makes Super Mario Three 
such a big deal is a couple of things. One, yeah, Super Mario came out, right? And everybody, Japanese and Americans, all it's the OG classic game. All got the same thing. It came yeah. with your thing. Usually, was a, there was a with split cartridge hunt. with D- Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, they released a Super Mario Two, which was basically the same thing, but with newer levels in Japan. Right. We got in the United States, which I think I still have too. Um, this Super Mario Two, which was based off of another game called Tokyo. I think it's Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic, yeah. Yeah. And that was actually uh, totally different characters, uh, totally different storyline and idea, totally different mechanics about how it played. Yeah, so they they just took this game and ported it and swapped out the sprites, basically. Yeah, for different characters. And then they swiped out a couple other things to make it, like, so that the mushroom was still in it. For continuity reasons. But it, it was not even the same like you pick up enemies and throw them and you could pull radishes out of the ground and throw them at yeah enemies. it was so weird there was nothing yeah all that similar to the gameplay or the feel yeah it's so like in mario one you're just playing as mario yeah. if there's two people the second person has to be luigi right and i remember when i was a little kid i loved luigi i wanted to play as luigi and yeah. you couldn't and i didn't i was an only child so maybe I could get my mom or dad to play it with me and I would play as Luigi. Yeah. But they would die right away and then it would be game <laughs> over for us. <laughs> mom, you suck. You can't even beat the first level. Why do I have Terrible. to listen to you, mom? You can't even beat Mario. <laughs> Terrible. But yeah, right. so I wanted to play as Luigi. So but when Mario 2 came out, you can play as Luigi. Hell yeah. You could pick between Mario, Luigi, Toad, Toad and the princess. princess yeah. And they each had different abilities. The, like the gameplay was different depending on which one you grab. Yeah, like I was always Luigi, not only because I liked him the most, he could jump, but he was the he could jump, but he was harder to control. He was more yeah. slippery. Yeah. Um, but I was good, so I could overcome the slipperiness. And but but basically, what what we're talking about here is the gameplay was so different. It was like going from Link Zelda one to Zelda two. Yeah, except that it was still playable for me as a small child, whereas it, Zelda no, two yeah, was not. It was really fun. It, I I it it was new and different enough where you were kind of like, well, none of this makes sense in the last Mario that I just played, but. It is super interesting. Like well, it is very interesting. And the way they they got themselves out of that shit is it's a dream. That was the whole. Oh, and they told yeah. you from the beginning. That's like, right. That's right. Like when the game or like the game over screen was Mario in bed with like his thought, thought bubble, bubble of yeah. game over. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Um. So so that's why when Mario three for you children out there or just you people who don't understand was such a big fucking deal because it not only took that original first Mario concept and Mario number one, it uh, graphically looked better. Design wise looked better. Playability was better. Yeah. Idea wise was better. World wise was better. How it was set up to play was better. And all the little tiny little bits like the, the different card games and the and casino yeah type games you go to the little mushroom house on the overworld and you would do the memory game mm-hmm. and then the other one was i don't know what you'd call it but you'd line up i guess slot machine style like yeah. you'd line up the things the for one-ups which they also had that same kind of thing in mario 2 that was one of the few things they took from mario 2 and put in mario 3 man i haven't there was mario a, 2 in so if long. you got i can't remember how it worked 
I think you could get coins, but the coins didn't work. So like in Mario 1 and 3, you get 100 coins, you get an extra life. Yeah. But in Mario 2, however many coins you'd get during the level, that's how many chances you got at the slot machine for extra lives at the end of the level. Oh, okay. So there was only a few coins in the whole level. It wasn't like the Mario 3 where the whole screen is full of coins and shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Yeah, Mario 3, they perfected everything from the first Mario, made it fucking perfect. It was a dream come true to my childhood brain. Absolutely. It was amazing. We're still talking like it's a dream come true. There was a, yeah, there was the big world where all the enemies (laughs) were huge and you're all tiny. Like Bullet Bill is the size of a freaking Yeah. Uh, fucking great um yeah and then how you would finish out the levels before it was like trying to get the flag different height flagpole to for different heights for different point levels but then you could start winning cards at the end of each level in mario 3 right um there were just all kinds of really cool concepts like this was one of those things where one uh the sequel really built on everything they had done um, even though it was in a movie and advertised you as a child, you know, tied to Universal Studios, you, it delivered, it delivered everything and more. You were totally blown away by, I mean, I, I was blown away. I didn't it. know to hate advertising and shameless promotional tie-ins yet, well, so I, didn't I had no problem with it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you, know? it, you were just excited to see a movie about the shit you were into. Right. You yeah, know, like, right. oh man. And not only that, the, the leads were all kids. It wasn't like some... Uh, older teenager type kids trying to you know pretend that they were still children and yeah, stuff. Yeah, forty year old, fifteen year olds. Yeah, and shit. yeah, these forty year old teenagers and teen movies and shit like that. Um, yeah, do you? I don't remember the first time I played it, but do you remember? Uh, not early, specifically. Early memories? I, I got it for Christmas. I know that nice. much, and I remember playing. That was it. a good Christmas. I remember I would go to my grandma's house. Um, on my dad's side and then my grandma's house on my mom's side, both. And I would always take my Nintendo with me. Yeah. I'd put it in a bag with all the things and I learned how to hook it up myself and shit. And yeah, that I played the shit out of that game. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, I don't remember, I actually can't even think of what the final boss is like in Super Mario 3. Um, I don't know because you'd play all the Koopa kids. No, that's super. That's Super Mario World. Oh, well, no, that? you're right. It's yeah. both. It's both. Yeah. yeah, you did the Koopa kids, and then it's both. Yeah, and but I don't know because I never beat it. There was the crazy world on the airship, and you have bullet bills everywhere, and bombs they were all and... airships. The instead of castles, because yeah. like you'd get to the the last the castle, and then it would be like the king was turned into an animal. Okay. And then you'd have to jump on the airship and get the magic wand from the Koopa kid. And then you would change the king back. And then the king would be like, thank you. Here's a letter from the princess. And then she would give you a power up. That's right. She would send you a power up somehow. And you get like the P wing, which let you fly through the whole level. But you only get one of those the whole game. So you had to use it on a level that you couldn't get through otherwise. Absolutely. And they had the cloud that let you skip a level. Okay. And there was uh, the whistle. You get warp whistles, which you could warp with. Which were great. Yeah. I remember those. I just, Super Mario 3, it's the best shit it's, ever. Yeah. It's, it, it really is when the NES peaked. Like, you couldn't get any better than that. You, yeah. uh, conceptually, visually, like, you were going to have to create a whole new system to get beyond that. 
Right. And like we talked about how like this list would be my favorite versus the best. Yeah. But I think this would be number one in either case, right? Well, and like, definitely in most cases. I mean, yeah, it's I, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who didn't. It's the best game and it's my favorite. So, Super Mario Brothers 3 the shit. There you have it. Top 5 NES games. And like if you look at it next to Snake Rattle and Roll, like it doesn't even compare. Like Snake Rattle and Roll is basic as fuck. It's like a little <laughs> it's like it's a little more complex than like Donkey Kong or, you know, like Centipede or some shit like that, but yeah. it's it's not on the level of Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, that's an epic fucking adventure. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, fun thing about Super Mario Brothers 3, if you played with two people uh, and you went to, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but like you went to a level that your the other person had beat or something and you would, it would bring up a mini game that was based on original Mario Brothers. And I'm not talking Super Mario Brothers, I'm talking Mario Brothers, where it was one screen and there were pipes that turtles would come out of. Damn. You remember that shit? No, I don't. I don't. That's yeah, cool. It was, though. it was the original Mario Bros. game before Super Mario Brothers, even. That's wild. And uh, yeah, you would have to clear all the enemies out of the level. And like, and that was it. And it was like a one screen. There was no scrolling. It was just you're on one screen and you jump around and platform. But they put that as like a mini game in Super Mario Brothers 3, which at the time I didn't know that's what it was. But yeah. Now I do. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. That was a good list. That was yeah. a good list. I don't think you should feel any shame for Snake Rattle and Roll. Again, Snake Rattle and Roll is set <laughs> oh, up. Oh, I don't. Snake Rattle and Roll is kind of set up like Hubert. That yeah. kind of, what did you call it? Uh, isometric, isometric view. Yeah. Where it's like sort of 3D. Yeah. And it was confusing because like, so obviously you're, the D-pad is just up, down, left, right on the controller. You have to smash but two diagonal. Well, no, you didn't. Like, oh, okay. Right would go like up and right. Okay. But you had to get a feel for it. Yeah. Like the first few times you played it, you would go the wrong direction. And it was really hard like with the platforming because you had to do like precise, crazy jumps. And it was like... <laughs> It was hard with that isometric view because you'd end up missing the platform you were trying to jump toward. Fuck it all up. That's part of the. That's part of the learning part curve. Part of the challenge. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm having all kinds of fun, fun, fun nostalgic vibes now. I have a um, a short stack of um, Nintendo Power from uh, that yeah. era. Uh, I wish I would have saved those. I think I had a, a, a subscription to it for like. A couple I months when I, I was I honestly a kid. Don't, don't know where they came from. Like I know I probably bought some of them when I'd go out yeah. and about in the world, but when I when I got really into Nintendo, like my NES system, like I, I, we got it as kids, loved playing it. Uh, I play other people's, so like I knew about games like Excite Bike, and then I moved out to the middle of no fucking where, and that's where I got deep into like um, Guardian Legend. And uh, hung out with a bunch of kids, and we'd like basically just sit around, finish off a whole, you know, pickle jar, <laughs> hanging out and fucking playing games. And those guys had like California games. Uh, what else did they have? 
I just vi- like really remember. You can play hacky sack in that game. Heck, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It su- that game sucks. It was, but it was terrible. Um, yeah. I still think Excite Bike is one of the coolest games. You know what? I sure. almost or Excite Bike's cool because it was, as far as I know, the first game that had a level editor. You could make your own courses That's for Excite Bike. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never actually did it, but neither did I. <laughs> you <'cause>, could, because <laughs> I was a kid and I was just like, I just like playing the game. It's fun. Well, if I had, you know, friends or siblings that could have played my levels, I probably would have done them. But but know. see, when I was heavy into Nintendo, my brother didn't care. He was busy rewatching Temple of Doom for the hundredth time. Uh, but I did have a good group of friends, but we didn't get to hang out very long. I ended up moving away and. I don't know. That kind of broke my spirit. <laughs> Temple of Doom. Very shitty NES game. <laughs> Most of the movie ones were. Yeah. They were pretty that's, terrible. And, and that's why Batman. I mean, a, it's good, but it also especially shines yeah. because it's good despite being based on a movie. You know? It was really fun to play on the on the Game Boy. I, I won't lie. I mean, I know, again, like they were not the same thing, but. Well, shit, that was a good list. That was a good list. We went all over the place with that one. I did my best. You Snake, know? rattle, and roll, man. Shit. Fucking A. Fucking A. Yeah, so Fucking next B. time, next time, maybe I'll do an SNES top five. Or maybe I'll do some other whole different thing. Top five world nation flags. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Zimbabwe's is pretty cool. Top five trips I've ever had, man, and looked into the face of God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can I don't know if I can list those They all kind of run together you know? <laughs> I thought about that too For, for our uh, five finger discourse Because I was like uh, Maybe I can just pick uh, I don't know, know. Some some random like uh, Worst worst nights I had Partying or something like that That'd be good uh, I might, That might be alright Top five vomit stories Oh I have a I have a number one Already yeah. Uh I I find vomiting hilarious, so I'm a sick person, sick individual, sick puppy, just like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Was that what the press said about it? She's a sick puppy. She's a sick puppy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really her biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. She sucks, but she's she, a she corrupt sucks, piece of shit asshole. Sucks less than Captain Suck yeah. of the suckage Voyager. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that was great. I guess we should finish up with a song. Should we? Get these people out of here. Yeah. Let them on their way till next week. Yeah. It's been like, we're like two hours deep or some shit. Goddamn we are. Are we? How long? What does it say? Yeah. 154. Hot damn. We did a good job. It's going to be, this is probably our longest episode ever. In a while. You got to get that quarantine content. That's right. Cheers. Quality quarantine. Uh, You want to play a song by RRS Glitch? Yeah. Um. As you may have heard last week, we don't really have like songs. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm movements. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to go through our first uh, little 30 minute album there, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a section and I'm going to play it, and you're going to hear it right now. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. I am Loki Sapfoot. This is Holiday Rob, and y'all can go fuck yourselves. Here's IRS glitch. Peace.
you were playing Spinning your wheels with no traction I need some action You're not in for fighting fascists with love like Good eyesight, unblinded, rewinded Listen again, I got a monster breathing under my skin It's been hiding now since original sin The time is approaching, the beast within the wind Craving brains, empty-headed, insane civilization burn. 